2: Spencer Stillman. Howdy, y'all. Uh, welcome to another episode of Sports Buzz. Uh, this is our amateur hour, and it's very clearly already amateurish in the studio. Uh, today is Tuesday, July 25th. This show is being brought to you on Friday the 28th of July. Uh, we are in the beautiful Austin, Texas at House Day Ballad. Ballad. Ballad, thanks for having
1: us. Pleasure to host this podcast.
0: Hey, it's
2: a pleasure to host the podcast. Uh, I'll be your host tonight, Coach Bean. The soothing sounds of my voice will lull you into a sports trance. No, <laughs> That's probably the case, Ballad, you're right. Uh, and then, my beautiful co uh, co-host Chad, how's it going?
0: Can't believe you call me beautiful, and I'm I'm good at that. Yeah, I'm doing well. Doing well. It's funny you said y'all because I did eat at Y'all Cafe today. Mm. Free plug for Y'all Cafe. Free plug. So uh, yeah, everything is good in the state of Texas. Let me tell you
2: How about the free plugs today. Best city, Austin, what?
0: Texas.
1: Just giving it away. Uh,
2: no BK tonight. Uh, if you haven't heard from our pro show, go check it out. Uh, He doesn't have a name anymore because he's not here. So we made up a name for him. The man without a name. To honor him. So BK, I hope you get better soon. Stop feeling so sicky pants. Uh, And maybe take care of your responsibilities. Because I'm tired of doing this. Uh, But as always, Sports Plus is sponsored by the beautiful, the delicious Strange Land Brewery. Beer for any occasion.
0: Beer for every occasion.
2: Beer for all occasions. Uh and we'll be sipping on the IPA tonight, Pink Flamingo, uh one of their brand new beers. But hold the phone, folks, because guess what? They're coming out with another new one. I mean, they're coming out with a hit almost every season at this it's point. It's
1: fantastic. I love it. It's like uh, Drake it's like Drake at this point.
2: <laughs> pretty yeah, much. It could be like
0: hotline bling. I mean, we don't
2: know. Bling bling. The Oktoberfest party is happening. September 23rd out at the brewery. Uh, You can find them out there, what, 360MB Caves, right on the corner behind Hat Creek Burger. Yep. Uh, They'll be dropping a new beer that will be canned at some point. It's the word on the street, but it's an Oktoberfest beer. Woo! So get ready. Uh, It's going to be a great seasonal beer. Uh, It'll go nicely with this Austinite Pills. Just in time for football season? I can't wait. It's going to be a great time.
0: I'm super stoked.
2: Uh, We're also sponsored by Mountain Breeze Camp. Uh we will have more later after our break. Nice. Uh this is our amateur hour. Obviously it comes after our pro show, which came out on Wednesday. Check it out. Uh listen to us talk about some
1: baseball, some gold cup. Had a great guest come on. Great guest. Coach, Coach Brad Padilla. Coach
2: Brad. Two coaches are better than one. Um But hey, we got a nice amateur hour lined up. Uh we got some show business. As always, uh we got some chicken wings to make. Segments are going to be loaded. We'll have a new musical styling this week, I believe. Perhaps that'll be nice. Who knows? Um we have a nice debate. We decided we'll debate a little bit later on. Mm. Uh and OJ, get that fresh squeezed juice, ladies and gentlemen, cuz juice is loose. Or he will be soon. We'll get into some first impressions. Just
1: in time for like that Octoberfest.
2: Oktoberfest. It's true. And as always, we will have our nightcap. Um, Beautiful. I think that's all I got. You can find our sponsors. Twitter. Twitter is a good thing. Uh, it's... Our sponsors debatable are...
1: Debatable it's a good thing, but... We can
2: always there. debate that. I'll tell you what, it's a fun thing. Like and that. that we can agree on. Uh, but our sponsors, Strangeland Brew, they're at Strangeland Brew. We're at Plus TX. You can find Mountain Breeze Camp at mountainbreezecamp.com uh let's get into our show how about that two intros down did it in the least professional way possible today Kill uh, it let's get into so show amateur some show business uh, as always our show order pros first we drink a lot amateur comes out
1: second how can you not be amateur if you don't drink a lot beforehand? It didn't even make sense the first way we were doing it. Sure. Which I'll take the, the the blame for as the producer of the show. I probably should have seen that coming. But uh, here we are. We made the adjustment. Late late in the
0: game, but here we are. Yeah. You know, I will say that I did bring that suggestion up. Yeah, you did. So I do make a effort and a contribution to the show. But yet I'm still not in the
1: intro. Like you say, Chad, th- those are the kind of suggestions and inputs that are going to get you in the intro... At some point. Um, if you listen to the pro show, you know I made the commitment that there will be a new intro by the beginning of the NFL season, not before preseason. So maybe by preseason? Probably not. But, you know, I'm going to leave that door open just in case.
0: You have to. You have to. I mean, I understand what you're going through. So uh, take your time. Okay. Just make it happen at some point. Uh, just give me a heads up because uh, I do have to buy that jersey. Yes. For BK, so
2: I'm sure BK will be more than ecstatic to hear a deadline has been put on this. Uh, But some more exciting news because who gives a shit about that guy? I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Had a little family emergency last week. I attended a funeral for my girlfriend. Uh,
0: Not for her.
2: Not for her, but I was there for family. Yes.
0: So for support. Absolutely. Which the sports buzz they make contributions to.
2: Yes, and I do want to thank you guys very much for the flowers. It was a beautiful arrangement. Um, thank you guys for doing that. It does mean a lot to both of us. Um, but, on a lighter note, I am back. We made it home safe and sound. I'm glad to get the hell out of Mississippi. Mm. Because that hum- I honestly didn't think humidity could get worse in here. And, and it it does. Yeah. It absolutely does.
1: The worst thing about going to Mississippi... Is like that's when you drive through. You're like, you know what? This is where the recession hit. <laughs> this, this is where it happened. This is what everyone was complaining about. It is not a fun place to be. So glad to have you back as well.
2: And uh you guys had a kickball update. Y'all been playing. Y'all been playing now. I got some games on your belt.
0: I'll let you take this one, Coach. So Coach, the kickball ha- team. At least
1: we Coach. had a <laughs> we had a heartbreaking lost last week lost i think it was like 8 to 7 8 to 7 8 to 7 we got we were the away team uh last inning of the game down 8 4 got to 8 7 i was the last batter bases loaded only one out and i tried to boot it as far as i could and it went it went far uh but our our first baseman or the person on first base did not tag up and ended up getting tagged out to end the game um a miscommunication. I'll say you know, probably should have had someone at first base to let her let her know that she's a tag up on this one, but uh the team is one and two right now. We approach week three where we take on a team that is three and zero. um looking forward to hopefully righting the wrong from last week because we should have beat that team.
0: Oh, it was a heartbreaker. There was definitely a heartbreaker. We had some key defensive errors. We had some key offensive errors. There was a lot of stuff that went against us that game. I don't think our heads were in it. We had a couple of injuries. We, we had an injury. We had an injury. If so you can we believe had that. Play, we had to play through that, um, which was tough, but uh, we managed. Um, you know, it only goes up from here. That's right. You know, it only goes up from here. We have a lot of good strategy moving forward. Uh, Coach Ballad, in this case, for kickball, he actually has a clipboard now. To where he can write up plays, so he can do whatever he wants to. So, um, yeah, we have good technique going into the next game. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. We ran a couple ideas around the refs. Yep. So that we can make sure we had a clear understanding of the rules. So that we can implement a few things. So uh, it's going to be good. Hopefully uh, better news and better updates last game. I will say that I, I did come out swinging this game. And I actually played a lot better than I did the first game. So actually
1: great. I'll say this. If you don't know the rules, you don't you can't bend them. So that's true. Now that we uh we, we, have... we are gonna bend
0: the shit out of this rules. Oh yeah.
1: It's gonna be good. I
2: gotta tell you, from one coach to another though, there's nothing that gets your power power boner going as much as a whistle. Yeah. Just wait till you get that first whistle. <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be exciting stuff. By the way,
1: I prefer to be more of a GM of the team. <laughs> if I could. <laughs> I feel like
0: I do a lot of the recruiting from a talent standpoint. I got a question. Do you set the lineups? Uh yes. So then you are the coach slash GM. Okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with that because he knows. He set all. He sets all the lineups. He picks where people's. Playing. I got. I we gotta play. tell you
2: though, losing cannot be good for our partnership with uh,
1: ASSC. Hey, in CC everybody's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's there unless you lose, then uh, then you're a loser. <laughs> then you are a loser. That's true. As long
2: He's as old you old.
0: as long as you support them and support their sponsors, loser, loser, you're good. Loser.
2: If you're not first, you're last. That's right. That's true. There's nothing better than that. Uh, But I'm, man, after a couple of these strange lands, I'm getting a gurgle in the tummy. (laughs)
1: A gurgle in
0: the tummy.
1: Yeah. Um, What's up with these chicken wings, man? We got chicken wings. Flavor Black. There's only three of us this week, so extra chicken wings for everybody. Yeah, baby. Chicken wing feast. Last week. What did we have last week? Was it uh, Caribbean Jerk? Caribbean Jerk.
0: Um, Someone got that right. Did someone pick that? No one picked that. I thought someone did. Uh, if they did, it wasn't me, so no one picked it. Okay. Um, Great. smells. do we have a pick for this week? Dry rub or not. Uh, I, that's
1: not part of the game. I usually say (laughs) whether or not I have done this flavor before or whether it is a new flavor. And I will say that it is a repeat, for sure. Dang it. Coach already headed you by one.
0: So, uh, (laughs) I'm gonna go Classic Buffalo. Classic Buffalo? Damn
2: it. Uh... We've been, oh, we've been doing not, a lot of like. Uh, I'm not shying away. I also was thinking classic Buffalo, so I'm going double or nothing on this ooh.
1: whole podcast. Betting the house. All right. We're going classic. I'm going to try to do this quick since there's only yeah, two of us yeah, here. Yeah. Um, So don't start seconds without me, but I'll be right back, okay? You're I don't right. know. Find, some, find something to talk about. Talk sure about. Any phone, phone calls,
0: calls or anything you have to take? Some sports. I know we do it real fast, okay? I'm going to do it fast. Yeah. So. Heard that before. <sighs> I just,
2: I don't understand. Hold you on, know, hold on. First he said
0: he I'm said going to be in the intro. He, he told me, he, he told me, I'm, I'm going to get you in the intro. It still hasn't happened.
2: I'm not surprised. I don't know what he does out there, honestly.
0: Honestly, I don't either. He, he's always taking phone calls. I've actually called him before. Before I was even on this show. And talked to him for like, I don't know, ten minutes about stuff. Of course, work related.
2: Dude, every time I call him, his phone is busy.
0: I don't understand. Well, over the weekend, he didn't even have a phone. I kept, I kept calling him, texting him, trying to figure stuff out, and no response.
2: It's honestly a joke, dude, and I don't know who I'm more mad at right now. BK, who is just a ghost, or the guy who's here, but not here.
0: You know well, I will say this. At least he shows up, because he has to. Well, he is the host he, he of the to. podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, if, so let me ask you this. If he wasn't the host of the podcast, would he even show up half the time? Probably not. I don't, I don't but know. But I feel like the
2: host... The podcast host should also be here. Like uh, I don't know why I got to do this. Yeah, I mean it, this it's is just, it's one of those things. This you know? is not in my contract, I'm just the talent that's very clearly stated.
0: So over under on him actually returning, uh, seven minutes.
2: Seven minutes. I that might be a little bit high.
0: Let me go. Let me go five.
2: Five. I still think again.
0: Still think there. Ah, I don't give enough faith. I don't give enough faith. I mean, he goes up there and he puts. Tree- I I think that he Look doesn't baby. even preheat the oven. He just puts stuff in, and then he has to preheat. Wait for it to preheat. Wait for the timer to go off, and then put stuff in.
2: We share a name, so at some point, I have to believe, like Believeland. Believeland? Like I live in a <laughs> trash pile, but like I believe because I woke up <laughs> today. Right. I feel like that's just the scenario. Like I have to believe because i mosque of the Grouch like I live on Sesame Street yes I'm in a trash can but I live on Sesame Street right
0: alright yeah okay does Ballad produce that show too? because if he does you guys aren't going anywhere
2: oh I hope not otherwise millions <laughs> of children are Sadly disappointed.
0: Hey! All right! That's got to be a new record. That That's has a... to be a record. And we were uh, about to get into segments. I don't really remember what we were talking about, but...
2: We were actually just talking about
1: getting into segments. Oh, perfect. Let's yeah. do it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, let's jump right in. Let's uh, go to timeout. I'll start this one off. Let's do it. Oh, hotline blinging it. Hugh Freeze gets let... I guess he resigns from Ole Miss after some reports come out. We'll call Uh, call
2: it a resignation.
0: Yeah, we'll call it a resignation. He's getting fired. So, uh, I guess the University of Ole Miss released some call records to a gentleman who was doing a story on, was it Hugh Freeze or Ole Miss? I don't remember which one. Either way, they released call records to said person, and they were checking all of the call records, and lo and behold, an escort service was on Hugh Freeze's cell phone records.
2: Mm hmm. Surprised they didn't catch it on the speed dial. That's <laughs> the first place I would have looked.
0: Honestly, if they just held down one, they probably would have gotten the Set Score service. Mm. So it's absolutely absurd. It just goes back to all of the other mishaps that have happened with Ole Miss. Uh, it all came to front when Laramie Tunsell had his social media hacked. Yep. And he just started going on a rampage of throwing Ole Miss under the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a documented history here. It was just a matter of time. Um, Hugh Freeze, go to the timeout. I don't see you getting the job anytime soon. Um, it's absolutely absurd.
1: Yeah, this is... Uh, you know what? I'm playing a little devil's advocate here, and I'm going to say that Hugh Freeze got totally screwed over in this because Ole Miss already has self-imposed sanctions on them, the NCAA is probably about to come down and really drop the hammer on them. This is, they were going to probably fire Hugh Freeze anyways. And what they did was went and found a way to publicly embarrass Hugh Freeze and make it look like he's the bad guy. So that the university come out, can come out and say, look, NCAA, we're purging the bad people here. You know, don't be... Don't be so bad on us. Yep. With that being said, Hugh Freeze has been really publicly like super godly, super Christian. And to get caught with something like this is not a good look. Um, I don't know about you guys. i got a prediction where Hugh Freeze ends up next. Texas Tech. I can totally <laughs> see the Raiders looking past all of this and being like, you know what? You're not as good looking as King Clisberry, but you're a way better football coach. Why don't you complain play in the Big 12?
0: Can I give Hugh Freeze an amateur tip? Yeah. Do a little not, free advice. A little free advice. If you want to get an escort service for your players, do not use your own cell phone to call the escort service. Use a prepaid phone or something completely anonymous. You make enough money. Don't put that on your phone record. It's absolute amateur status. And that's why you don't serve to coach college football.
1: So, is, is that the angle? You think he was calling the score server for
0: players, or do you think yes. he was calling it for
1: himself?
0: I think he was calling it for players. I think he's calling it for himself. That's Woo! What... That's a whole other set of issues. Which,
1: you could argue, do you really need to be fired over that? I mean, you know, it's it's your personal time. It's not an on-the-field issue. That's what,
2: that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's personal, like, honestly, that's just embarrassing. Like... There's nothing else to that except the fact that it's adulterous if he's married or whatever, but like Which he is. Which I mean, it's his own set of like moral issues in a in a place like Ole Miss, obviously. But that is mystery, to, to me, about? like it's like, okay, you look at something fifty years ago, we didn't dive as deep into people's personal lives as we are mm-hmm. basically surface level able to see now based on technology, right? Yep. It, it's crazy to me. Uh however I don't think that Hugh Freeze is in any way innocent of anything here because when ESPN asked him about the phone calls he denied purposely calling the escort service and was quoted as saying we call the wrong numbers all the time. Hey that's a really sheepish way to say I didn't call an escort service. And it really leaves it to the imagination whether you used it for yourself or for your players. That's that's this dangerous situation that I think he got himself into. I think Ole Miss took the right way out just cutting ties. But Ole Miss is in trouble for so much other shit that it doesn't even really matter. They're a dumpster fire all their own. Chad, that leads us into this next segment. It's time to
0: speculate what's going to happen to Ole Miss here. It's time to speculate. I want to know your guys' take on new coaching options for Ole Miss. This happens, what did we say? It was 35-ish days until the start of college football, and Ole Miss is without a coach. Do they promote an assistant coach, or did they go after a new head coach? What do you guys think? Well, right now, the
1: interim coach is not on this article, which is making me look dumb. But um, some of the names have been floated out there. Les Miles, reportedly extremely interested in the old Miss job. Um, Keeps him in the SEC, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see Les Miles in, in – uh, in Oxford. I think that's a really good fit. Coach, what do you think?
2: Chip Kelly's another name that I've heard mixed in some rumors here. Um, I think Chip Kelly or Les Miles would be out of their minds to take this job at Ole Miss. Hmm. Like I said, it's a dumpster fire. This thing is ready to just burn itself into the bottom pit of the SEC, which Ole Miss has been before. Um... It's a bad situation. I mean, the NCAA is going to come down on Ole Miss for all these sanctions and violations that they have. That's a separate issue from everything that happened with Hugh Freeze. So you look at all this, you're going to need someone to either, A, start completely over for you because you're devoid of any kind of talent on this team, or, B, you're looking for someone to right the ship right now and get you through all these sanctions and then find a way out at the end of the tunnel. I think either way, it's bad for these two prominent coaches. Obviously, Chip Kelly made a name for himself at Oregon, Les Miles at LSU, less so in recent years, but they both have illustrious names tied to college football. Do you really want to risk putting your name on such a bad program right now? I think that's the biggest question that anybody has to ask, and I think it's a good opportunity for an up-and-coming coach, but... As far as a, a veteran coach and and coaches who won before, mm-hmm. I think it's a bad
1: bad look for them. I think it's going to be a situation like what happened to Baylor this year where a program that no one wants to get involved in, but you have a non-power 5 coach who's been real successful and Matt Rule come in and just say, "You know what? This is my ticket to the, the to the big leagues." It's going to suck for two years, maybe, you know, maybe even 3, but um, you know, there's there's not going to be a new head coach assigned in the next 35 days. So they're not going to have to deal with the season where they have the automatic bowl ban. So, you know, maybe someone from a a non-power 5 steps up and, and takes it as their ticket to the you know, the big time.
0: Yeah, any coach would be stupid to turn this job down. Let me tell you why. One because it's job security. You could sign a you can negotiate a 6-year deal worth Let's say three to four million dollars to come in and try to write the ship here, guaranteed. So at the end of the day, you'll be making 20 plus million dollars whether it works out or not. That's a no brainer to me. I'll take it. You tell me that you'll make 24 million dollars a year, or sorry, 24 million dollars over six years to come in and write the ship. Heck, if I last two years, great. Pay me out for the other remaining years of my contract. So I can see Les Miles doing it for the fact that. He is an SEC coach. He knows how the SEC works. And, okay, you have a bowl game here and there that you're suspended for. It is what it is. Um, Chip Kelly will not take this job. He doesn't fit in the SEC to begin with. So um, we'll see. I like what you said, though, about a non-Power 5 coach coming mm-hmm. in to kind of write the ship for a year so that Ole Miss can figure out what the flying crap they're doing. Um, but we'll see.
1: You know what yep. I like? I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Mike Leach, get into a, a more powerful conference.
0: Out of Washington. Yeah. Out of Washington State. I uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. But I like where your head's at.
1: Especially the amount of Texas Tech. tech.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I can definitely. Ah, Cliff Kingsbury leaves Tech. <laughs> that'd be, that'd I just great.
2: I just don't think it's an alluring job. I just think that you know Ole Miss knows how much uncertainty lies ahead. They're not going to give somebody a power contract for multiple years. They I might mean, have to. Just they don't... might have
0: to. That's what I'm saying. They might have to. Um, just like what Baylor did with Matt Rule, mm-hmm. they That's... gave him a six year deal um, so that he could come in, try to right the ship, and, and get stuff going. So yeah, but uh, was that
2: near the twenty four million you're talking
0: about? Uh, I might have been two or three million dollars a year. So yeah, you're looking so. at eighteen million. Then again, what's eighteen million? I mean, yeah, I it's mean, fantastic. It's, I mean, it's but it's, I, I look at it from the Ole Miss booster standpoint. I think that the Ole Miss boosters have more money than the Baylor boosters. Oh yeah. So that coach will get more money. So you're looking at, at four million, probably right around there. So we we definitely need to move on, though. That, we'll, was, a good, that we'll, was good. That was good
2: speculation. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, we. We'll have a lot to talk about there as the season rolls on. Um, But let's get into some free advice. Obviously, we're down man today. Mm -hmm. The ship is moving along quite nicely. But you guys got any advice for BK for being sick? I mean, you got to take care of yourself better than this,
1: right? I got some free advice uh, for BK. Uh, Man, hope you feel better. First, you got to take care of your body. You got to get some vitamin C in you. Uh, put down, put down the Coors Light, pick up the oranges, you know, get you some vitamins in your body and maybe you won't get sick so much. Also, if you're not feeling good, it's not good to sit in bed all day that you're just letting germs just fester all over you. Our wrestling coach, you say, okay, if you're too sick to wrestle, get on the bike and bike until you're not sick anymore. And real quick, you were like, what? I'm not sick anymore. I'll, I'll, I'll just wrestle. So go do something active, you know, get a run in.
2: I got to say, I don't think that's great advice from your
1: coach. Yeah, well, he wasn't a doctor, so. <laughs> he, he was a coach. You no should idea. know. He was a coach, not a doctor. You should
0: know. You should know. Uh, yeah, I definitely have some free advice for BK. Um, the first set of advice that I have is probably to, you know, come back on your diet and eat a little bit better. Maybe eat a salad here and there. A goddamn um, salad. A goddamn salad. Uh of out earlier, maybe some vitamin C. The next free tip that I have for BK is, Maybe it's all the damn cats that you're hoarding at your place. <laughs> uh, it, it might be an infestation of cat hair, and you might be allergic to it, and it's putting you on your butt. I don't know. I can't speculate on that, but uh, my free advice would be to maybe cut down the cats. Yeah.
1: All Even right, though cool. I
0: will be buying you one for uh, the next— Every well, birthday forever. Every birthday forever, and also every holiday. So keep uh, ready. I like where
2: your head's at, Chad. I'm going to go with the cats as well, because guess what, BK? You need to change your air vents every now and then in your home. That is true. It is a thing. It's an adult thing. It's time to grow up. Change the filter, and you'll feel a whole lot better. I promise you.
1: I'm, I'm also guilty of that. I'm going to take that for your advice. I'm going to get some new air pumps for soon. All. It's all my list yes. things to do, like doing the intro. Uh, heard that before. Yep. Uh, yep. All right, moving on. It's time for beef anybody got beef today
0: oh you know what uh i i I really don't have beef today
2: no beef from chad Ballard? i have, I have
0: some beef but uh it's definitely uh not not worth not worth sharing it's definitely not good beef
1: okay I got beef I got beef with Nike so uh we're gonna talk wrestling at the end of the show, but real quickly um at the Fargo tournament, Nike won the bid to be the preferred uh apparel vendor. For the Fargo tournament. So Nike was the only people allowed to sell shoes at the tournament They were the only people allowed to sell apparel and That's great. They outbid everybody. They've got more money. That's totally fine, but an up-and-coming Wrestling apparel company Rudis that's all all the owners are formal wrestlers What they did since they couldn't afford the bid was they set up a tent In a parking lot across the street. Kind of like a guerrilla marketing tactic where they set up a big tent in the scorching hot heat. Even up in Fargo, it's like 95 degrees all day. And they were just selling stuff out of a tent. Like straight flea market style. (laughs) Nike had the cops called on them. Even though they had all of their uh, permits in order. They had everything square with the city. But since Nike had a non-compete clause in their bid uh, awardance, they called the cops on this company Rudis. So Nike, shame on you. You don't even care about wrestling. Um, you make shitty wrestling stuff anyways. I don't even know why they gave you the bid. But, you know, stop picking on the the little guy. First, it was J.J. Watt and his silhouette that they are mad about. And now it's this company Rudis that is still really, really small in their infancy. Nike, stop picking on a little guy. It'd be better. I Got beef with Nike. Not happy about it.
0: You yeah, had to switch uh, to a big baller brand, huh? <laughs>
1: no, that,
0: absolutely <laughs> not. That not. Much beef. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: go Adidas or right? Asics.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: We'll say I don't have any beef. I had venison burgers the other night though, mm. and they were delicious. Delicious.
0: Well, no one else has beef. Well, let's get in, let's get into a new segment. I guess old segment. You good with that? You good with that. Let's do it. Did you guys watch this Michael Phelps racing a shark on Discovery Channel Shark Week? I didn't... Okay, even better question. Shark Week is always on the calendar. Is there anyone
1: watching Shark Week? Uh, no. I've been over Shark Week since the first time it was cool.
0: Okay, let me bring it back for you then. There is a Shark Week drinking game that will get you absolutely... I believe that. And it is fantastic. However, Michael Phelps races a shark, but he doesn't really race a shark. It's definitely CGI'd and a lot of people are not very happy with Michael Phelps on this. He's getting a lot of a lot of of, uh, flack. A lot of flack. A lot of backlash. And uh, I just want to know if you guys are good with that. Uh, They hyped this up so much and, uh, He doesn't even really race a shark. He just swims, and they virtually put a shark next to him. Here's the thing for me.
2: I haven't seen any of the promo commercials for this actual event, but I'm a stickler for how things are promoted. So if they say he really raced a shark, I'm extremely disappointed. If they use their advertising and marketing scheme in their their evil fingers and Work their way around saying that it was a real event Then I'm absolutely good with it. However, I do think that you should just go ahead and make it a real event because What's more exciting than a human versus an animal, right? I mean just in anything that would be Awesome to watch you could have built a pool designed to have a shark race a human without them ever interacting at all I think that would have been way cooler for Discovery. I think it would have been way cooler for Shark Week because I think it would have brought people back like Ballad who at one point did enjoy it and then moved on because of the fad that it is. So I gotta say I'm just not good with it because to me it only drops the ratings that you're going to get for Shark Week as you move on year to year.
1: Yeah, I'm not good with this for a handful of reasons. Back in 2014, Discovery Channel teased us with they're going to show a real person getting eaten by a shark which shame on us for being very excited about that but nonetheless at the very last minute they did the same thing and put in a cgi person to get eaten by a shark wasted 57 minutes of my time back then this time i didn't fall for it i knew that they were never going to put him in any sort of body of water with a real shark, it didn't make any sense. So I didn't watch this, but I feel bad for anybody who did take the time to watch this because I can only imagine the first 57 minutes of this being really, really boring because the race itself was also really boring. The other reason that I'm not good with this is because Vegas had odds on this race. The shark was favored at a minus 1,000. Michael or, uh, Phelps was a plus 500 underdog. How can you even put out odds on that if it's a CGI race? They didn't actually race. Like Vegas is going to be in big trouble if someone had a ticket on that and really wants to complain about it. Like, how can you? How can you do that? Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Discovery Channel, don't don't hype up stuff like this. People are going to watch Shark Week. I mean, I'm not one of those people, but there are dumb people out there who will watch Shark Week. Why do you have to lie to us? It's not. It's going to be boy cried wolf. For the rest of Discovery Channel Shark Week history.
0: I'm so glad you said that because I am so good with this because now people are going to realize that Shark Week is a bunch of crap. It is. It's the same thing. You know what, Bunch of crap. No big pop pony. So good with it.
1: Yeah. Well, with that being said, if it's a drinking version of the game, I'm, I'm, I can get in on that.
0: Well, that's the only way for watching. Yeah. Well, of course.
1: Well, I'm just disappointed.
2: But I tell you what's not disappointing, kids these days. Kids these days. Yeah, kids these days are just damn adorable. Except when you're a 286 pound eighth grader who's getting scholarship offers from Alabama, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. Although I gotta say, these scholarship offers, there's only one team that's interesting out of all of these, and it's Alabama. I mean, let's be for real. Uh but this eighth grader, Jaheem Otis is reportedly getting scholarship offers from these three sec schools um he's an absolute monster i mean i don't know if i've ever seen actually i take that back there was someone in my middle school that i think would rival this size but the pure athleticism that jaheem has is just it's mind-boggling i mean the kid is big, he's quick, he's, I mean, he's dense. Like, he looks ready to go into college, and he's just
1: ready to go into high school. I mean, there's a picture of, of him with, on his visit with Nick Saban, and I'm pretty sure Saban has a boner in this picture, just standing next to his future, his future uh, There's no way athlete. that's even a
0: visit. You can't visit an 8th grade. It's got to be some kind of camp.
1: Oh, it's got to be a camp. I think that's exactly what it was.
0: yeah, has to be a camp. Uh, he's not even old enough to take an official visit. Uh, he's not even old enough to drive more or less figure out what college he wants to go to. It's absolutely crazy. Kids these days how how do they become six four two hundred eighty pounds in eighth grade? It's I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, this this
1: kid loves him some social media though he's gonna he's gonna fuck up somewhere I, i'm all, I'm just predicting it out I hate to I hate to put it on him this early. But he's going to fuck this up. I can already see
0: it happening. Absolutely. Yep. It's very possible. It's very possible. I wonder if he's a multi-sport athlete. Uh,
2: I think they'll make him one. I think that's the trend these days. But that's going to do it for our segments. We're going to do a quick break, uh, get you some new music stylings, and we'll be right back after this on Sports Buzz.
1: Well, y'all come back now, you hear? You used to call me on my cell phone night when you need my
2: love call me on my cell phone That night when you need my love and I know when I line play I can only mean one thing Welcome back to our amateur Hour here on Sports Buzz I can only mean one thing action but Hugh Freeze likes that.
0: Hugh Freeze definitely oh, likes that. Yeah. Did yeah. I say that right? Probably. I'm hey. sure with all his
2: free time he's got now, he's gonna Girl, enjoy me, these calls a little bit more. What? Hey, he's
1: got some extra time. So that hotline blings. If you if you listen to that song and read the lyrics, it feels no eerily similar to what Hugh Freeze is going through right now. So, shout, sh- shout out to Hugh Freeze. <laughs> shout out Hugh. You um, used to call me on my cell.
2: But uh, we decided we weren't going to do Quotes of the Week this week. Instead, we got a little debate set up. Yes. About? Do
0: you want to pitch Mountain Breeze real quick? Oh, you're right, We got to hit our sponsor.
2: Thanks. You, you know, I'm not a real host. That's true. So I can't. We got to give a shout out to Mountain Breeze Campground River Outfitter, uh, our beautiful second host. Justin Bravo will be playing this weekend. He'll be playing Friday out at the breeze. Uh, the river's flowing good. I went out there a couple weeks ago. It was nice. Nice and cool. Moving. Not a whole lot of rocks. Nice. It's always good. Truly good. Mountain breeze. It's always a great time for a party out on the Guadalupe in New Braunfels, Texas. Uh, give them a call, set up your reservation, uh, or just swing by. Uh, they love getting you set up to float the river. Uh, so check them out.
1: It's always a good time out at the breeze.
0: Nice. Right, Chad? Oh, always a good time at the breeze. You
1: know about the breeze? That was perfect, and it would have been extra perfect if you would have done it on time. First. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, that's very
1: true. Distracted by that. Ballad, of you been to The Breeze? Letter. I've been to The Breeze, but this weekend I was at Float Fest, which inspired uh, the debate we're about to have. Uh, for those who have never been to Float Fest, it is basically... Shame on you. A, a sh- for sure, shame on you. It's a festival that you float to, and then it is... Hours of music. You can camp afterwards if you go two days and do it all over again. Haley and I went old man, old woman status. We didn't float beforehand. We just went to the concert and didn't camp afterwards, which was still exhausting. It was 100 plus degrees outside. We were drinking all day. And throughout the day, I mentioned, I was like, God, there is nothing that gets you more drunk than drinking in the heat. She said to me, what about drinking in altitude?" So, I thought today I'd bring the topic to the to the podcast and say, guys, where do you get drunker? Is it drinking in the heat or drinking
0: in altitude? Uh, altitude? Uh, Chad, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. So, I'm going to have to go and say drinking at altitude uh, gets you more drunk. I know that I've been there. Yep. Uh, s- some people here probably have been there. Um, but you, the oxygen levels at altitude are lower. Uh your body can't handle it as much the liquor just hits you even harder um i gotta say at altitude just makes you more drunk quicker i've seen
1: reports as much as that each drink is one and a half to three times more potent towards your sobriety versus at sea level
0: yeah no um i've seen those reports too and I truly believe that. Um, I know the heat definitely affects you and dehydrates your body a little bit more. But at altitude, with the oxygen level down, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's definitely going to hit you even harder. So I got to say at altitude. Here's, and here's the
1: other thing about drinking at altitude. Let's just assume when you're at altitude, it's snowing. We know it's not always, but let's just go ahead for the sake of argument and say it is. <laughs> The beers, For coaches' sake, let's say it is. The beers (laughs) are going to be colder at altitude. That's true. Therefore, they'll go down smoother. You're probably just going to end up drinking more anyways. So if not for the alcohol level that goes into you, you just may end up drinking more because they're colder and they taste better.
2: I'd like to thank you for proving my point, Valid. Uh, You're definitely going to get drunker quicker in the heat. And let me tell you why. Because that beer only stays cold for so long. And when it's hot outside and it's 110, you're getting as much cold refreshment as you can. You're drinking twice as many beers in the same amount of time in heat as you are in altitude. Because you're just trying to get cooled off.
1: You're trying to get refreshed. I I can see that. But I'll I'll tell you right now, one of my biggest pet peeves of living in Texas are people who don't know how to properly pack a cooler. or, Or try to overstuff a cooler and then there's no room for ice. That is such, pardon my pun, but such amateur hour that, that you can't just factor in that you gotta get ice in the cooler. Like, there's nothing more frustrating than the guy who shows up to a float with two beautiful 24-packs, no cooler, and no ice. Where the fuck are we supposed to put these beers, asshole? Like, they're, I'm not gonna drink them warm. I, I'm not, you know, you can drink them warm, but you're gonna end up getting off on my cold beer, which I put the time into, sorry, a side note, but yeah, please, defend your uh, your altitude drinking. What kind of amateurs is this guy floating with?
0: I can't speculate oh, yeah. on the amateurs that Valid flows with. Uh, Many. I probably have <laughs> met most of them, and uh, I wouldn't expect anything less from half of them. Yeah. So, uh, I will say this, though. Yes, you're drinking at altitude, however... You don't know what the sun is doing, and I feel like the sun plays a very key role in this. I think that you are actually closer to the sun at altitude, so you are more susceptible for the sun to to drain you, and if it, it, it drains you physically, mm-hmm. drains you mentally, I know this, we've all played certain sports to That's where it point. drains you, so even yeah. if it's hot out doesn't mean the sun is not Physically taking effect on you.
2: That would be a great point if the Earth was flat. But now you're going to have to take into account, well, what season is it? Because if it's uh, fall or winter, I'm further away in the northern hemisphere. Or if it's spring or summer, I'm further away in the southern hemisphere. You Look, you all account, all of
0: these count, don't try to be a scientist. It's okay. I I all about angles here. I will respectfully disagree because at altitude, you're actually higher up. So depending on where the sun is, you're actually going to be hit more. At altitude, then you will at sea level.
2: You're higher up, but it depends on the axis tilt. You know what I'm saying? It's it's three-dimensional. There's X and there's Y. But don't forget about Z, dude, because that Z plane will get you every time. We're going to have to... We're going to tables debate. I mean, we're going to just have to experiment until we figure out which one gets us drunk.
1: I think we're going to have to do... So we have to get really drunk when it's hot outside, which won't be difficult because it's always fucking hot. It's, it's always hot. <laughs> we should um, outside, and then we'll have to take a trip to altitude. And I guess what well, would we uh, write down how drunk we feel, or would we? Be... We should. What we'd have to do, we'd is
2: have we have to write to... down our thoughts at the time. Well, because <laughs> that's going to tell us how drunk we were.
0: What we'd have to do is we would have to drink the exact same amount of drinks, okay. the exact same amount of time, and then take a breathalyzer.
1: Ooh, or more fun. Same idea. Drinks up Drink the same amount around the same amount of time, and then we record a podcast episode, and then go back and listen to sound. Listen to which one sounds sloppier, and obviously that's the one we got more drunk in. That's we'll true.
2: Have, we'll have to figure out how many times Ballad makes up words in each one because that'll be the really?
0: end. really. We should just make Ballad say names of professional athletes the whole <laughs> Joe podcast.
1: Kimmel, Bill Wade Buckley Dale. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we could do that. But for,
0: now we got to get into.
1: Some current events. The juice is loose! Yeah, he is. Juice is loose.
2: OJ will be released on parole sometime in October. I gotta say, though, the coverage for this event was... Superb. Superb in the worst kind of way. Exactly. In the absolute worst. um, (laughs) Mr. Simpson, who who has no credibility at this point to his name, um, his Heisman Trophy is about as... Worthless is that of Reggie Bush's... It uh,
0: is displayed at USC still. Just saying. Unlike Reggie Bush's. Unlike Reggie Bush's. I Not didn't fortunate. know that. That is, that is hypocrisy it's, at its highest level. It's <laughs> terrible on multiple different fashions. But
2: yes, it is still displayed at USC. Wait, I'm sorry. You're mad at a predominantly white power-hungry university that is displaying the successful displays of a prominent black
1: student-athlete. I'm upset that uh, Reggie Bush doesn't also have <laughs> his display since he fits that same criteria.
2: Reggie's was taken away, but I gotta say, fellas, the the
1: coverage of
2: this parole hearing and everything that led up to it, did you guys watch any of this? Did y'all participate in, in seeing what was going on? Did I had-
0: did. Um, I was actually on the road uh, for the for this parole hearing. And I watched it on my iPhone the whole whole time I was on the road. And um, what I found most disturbing was that this was live on ESPN. And it, it just goes to show that ESPN has gone so low now to where they have to have current events like this live with OJ Simpson and they have nothing else to do on ESPN. Uh, it actually goes to show that Whenever you talk about the broadcasting of this, it's unfortunate that ESPN has nothing else to do. Um I, I, I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's it's sad in itself, but the way that O. J. Simpson acted in his parole hearing too, it was very cocky, very arrogant. He never really apologized for what happened. And that's just for this incident, you know. Um he was sentenced to what, 33 years? He served nine
2: well it's really interesting because I mean this memorabilia collector he he threatened his life which is probably I'm going to go ahead and say probably not the first time that OJ's done that to somebody Sure. and I would be scared as shit too if I saw Juice in front of me threatening to kill me because guess what I believe you Juice I think you will kill me um i i just don't like going back to your point chad i I don't think he's remorseful for anything he's ever done i just think that's the character of oj simpson orathol james simpson um i i was obviously dealing with some other things during this time that this was all going on but Bala, did you actually watch any of this? I mean, obviously this was big in the news and it was prominent in a lot of the things that we watch daily. What, what did you catch from this?
1: I was watching this unfold on Twitter where, by the way, the best way to watch things unfold. Like I said. To get, to get other people's comments <laughs> with zero bias or context, that's the way to do it. Um, <laughs> the few things that I noticed from this, there was a guy who had a Chiefs tie. Did you guys see this? He was wearing a Kansas City Chiefs tie at the parole hearing. Pretty great. Another guy had a Heisman golf polo on. Like, if you could have found a more biased group of people to be on the parole board, I don't know where you would have found them. The other thing, I think um, someone, one one of the parole people asked OJ what he plans to do after he gets out. How do you plan to earn money? How do you plan to contribute to society? And I'm pretty sure OJ's answer was that he wants to start a podcast. So there's a lot of people who are thinking about getting OJ as an interview on their radio show. I don't know about you guys. I would definitely listen to at least the first few episodes of OJ's podcast. And but I do want to tell him, hey, you know, respect the biz, right? You of know, course. this is kind of our our lane. We've been working at this for 40 weeks now. You know, there you, you go. You just thought about doing podcast. Well, actually, maybe you spent the last nine years thinking about podcast. First off, how does OJ even know what podcasts are if he's been in jail for the last nine years? I don't know. It seems fishy.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of uh, improper benefits in jail, probably. Sure. Um, I will say this though: um, whenever they asked him that question on how what he's going to do to make money, yes, he has to do absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. and the reason being is because there was a. CTE What was, what what's the word I'm looking for? A CTE Sunny. settlement. Yes. And he is due money monthly. Oh wow. And because he was in jail, I I he was not able to cash in on it. And so there's a clause in there that if you wait until you're over the age of 65, that amount actually doubles. So O. Wow. J. Simpson is getting out of jail and he is gonna collect a sum from the NFL Upwards of $600,000 nice. that cannot go towards um his ex-wife who was brutally murdered's family who won a civil lawsuit against him because it is a state claim for O.J. Simpson. So that is his money. No one else can touch it. So O.J. Simpson never has to work another day in his life. Good for him.
2: Yeah, and he's so wrapped up in legal fees too that it's really unfortunate because... What was her name? Nicole Brown, I believe. Yep. Uh, Her family is basically going to see nothing from really what, I mean, obviously they don't want anything from OJ. They want their daughter back. That's ultimately what it comes down to. But the fact that their civil lawsuit resulted in action, and they're never going to see that because the legacy that is OJ Simpson has just, he's destroyed it. He's almost intentionally destroyed it. So that they get nothing out of any of this ordeal, um, it's kind of the craziest thing. Um, in some lighter news out of this incident, though, we did see a tweet ballad. You know, you were real active on Twitter about this. Tell tell us about this tweet that you found.
1: I mean, there were breaking a, news, a lot of great tweets going on. But at Not Sports Center, a great follow for those who are not already following them. I had some breaking news. This one hit home. Cowboy sign new free agent, running back OJ Simpson. Jerry Jones, quote, he's got exactly the kind of character we look for in a Dallas Cowboy. It, uh it hit home way too hard not to talk about it on the show.
2: <laughs> Is that over Zeke's face, too?
1: I think so. I think <laughs> that guy's, I think that can't be Zeke. Zeke's way shorter than that, right? It actually looks like DeMarcus Ware. It might be. It It looks like DeMarcus
2: DeMarcus Ware from his retirement signing. Yep.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It hit close to home. But you know what? I don't know. I I can't wait to see what happens with OJ. You know he's going to end up on the Kardashians at some point, which I won't watch because I don't watch that garbage. What's
2: sad is he'll get paid for appearances just like Jersey Shore was paid for their nonsense antics on stuff. I think that's just absolutely ridiculous.
0: No, absolutely. Um, We'll see what happens to him. I think that the best thing that could happen for him is really him going into hiding, almost, Mm -hmm. and no one hearing about him for a very long time. That's
1: what he should do. I don't know if he will. I don't know if he's... I just want ESPN to let him go.
2: (laughs) You've gotten everything out of him that you possibly could.
1: Awesome. So we are running short on time. So I think we're going to get we're going to skip first impressions. Are we gonna no, we're going
0: to do? No, we'll go into first impressions. Yeah, let's just go right to our nightcap.
1: Wait. So what did you want to cut?
0: Yeah, let's cut first impressions. We'll cut first impressions. We go right into the nightcap.
1: Uh, for those who have been following along, we're going to do the ACC at some point. At some point when we have everyone here, but we want to wait until we get everybody back. Back. It just it just feels it like makes the more night-
0: sense. We have some time.
1: Feels like the right thing to do. Of course. Um, so, with that being said, first impression, or, uh, Nightcap. To our Nightcap. sponsor. Something
0: that Ballad really enjoys. Well, hold on. Let's
2: make sure we, uh, correctly sponsor this Nightcap by our wonderful sponsors. The beautiful, delicious Strangeland Brewery.
1: Sh- a beer for any occasion. There you go. A coach. beer for... Did your phone or anything? All occasions, Nope. No. Okay, good.
2: Another I don't know one. how that oh, happened. So, wow, that was that was impressive. That, was, that was good. Uh that yeah, was grab a quick to... towel <laughs> for
1: me, please. These uh, these strange line brews, they will pop off. Uh they they will get any party <laughs> full lit full full of flavor. I'll tell you that um, <laughs> <laughs> we're having some trouble. We have never right had now. this happen before, <laughs> but God, this is exciting. What's What's great is
2: I did my best to try and absorb some of this beer volcano.
1: Just go ahead and grab uh, that whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: we had kind of a a beer volcano is the best way to
1: explain this. We're getting it resolved, though. I'm not gonna lie, I thought you handled that pretty well, as well as it could have been handled. <laughs> um we may have even gotten through this had it just
2: not been for such a big explosion, but Wow, that was amazing. So she I've goes never sometime. seen that happen.
1: It was, uh <laughs> that was great. So um
2: for uh, Butter Night Cap. We wanted to yeah. talk about Fargo. Wrestling has obviously been a growing part of this show. Um I think it's something I, I have thoroughly enjoyed learning about. Ballad, why don't you recap Fargo and what's gone on this past week or so in wrestling? Uh, and just hit the highlights for us.
1: Yeah, just want to hit a quick recap on the Greco portion of the tournament. Uh, for for those who are not versed in wrestling, Greco is the style that's wrestled in the Olympics, but you can't attack legs. So it's really fun to watch. It's all throws. People are doing big throws and just tossing people on their heads. It's amazing. Uh, for the team section, Illinois took Killed it again. It again, huh? They so Illinois took. First place in all four divisions. That's Junior and Cadet, Greco, and Freestyle. For the Junior division, they won 106. Wisconsin was second place with only 42 points. Wow. That is what we call in the wrestling world a straight-up ass-whooping tournament style. Um, It's pretty amazing to see. And at the Cadet level, they won 89-48. to Minnesota took second in cadets, uh, Wisconsin second in in freestyle. And a big debate that's going on in the wrestling world right now is why isn't that high school talent translating to NCAA success? Illinois doesn't have a premier college program and people are kind of equating it to uh, the city of Houston and how they've got so much football talent but for the longest time, couldn't turn it in to real NCAA success. Uh, the the University of Illinois though has a up and coming coach in Poiana that is supposed to be really really good. Um, the story the the kind of story around wrestling right now is that if this coach can get it together and build a fence around the city, just to shit the city of Chicago, he could probably win a national championship because the best kids in the country are coming out of the state right now. It's pretty amazing. Um, I don't want... And that's as much I want to talk about in Greco. I just want to shift over to wrestling as a whole for a second. And just kind of talk to you guys, some outsiders, if you will, about how to make the sport better. Because it's not a secret. Wrestling is not a really popular sport in the United States. It's probably the oldest sport of all time. But it's just never really caught into the mainstream. So... I came up with a few different ways to make the sport more popular. And I wanted to run it by you guys and just get your thoughts. You guys good with that? Of course. So, the first one. Um, This tournament, which everyone calls Fargo, but it's really known as uh, Junior and Cadet Greco Freestyle Nationals. Every year has been wrestled at Fargo, I should say, for the past 24 years. The bid for a new location comes up this year. So I should preface everything I'm about to say by saying that a lot of this stuff I'm about to suggest is sacrilegious in the wrestling world. Things that some people would say should never be changed. But I'm taking kind of a Best Buy blockbuster approach to this, to where if we don't change and don't adapt, we'll die as as a sport, as a company, as an organization. First off, the location should change to a major market. Uh, the big argument against it is that there's only so many venues that can hold and accommodate for the number of people and the kind of facilities and the housing and the hospitality that's needed for, to support a tournament like this. But me, I'm saying that this it has to move to a bigger market. It's got to go to a New York, a Chicago, a Dallas, Um you know, somewhere locally, because teams have got to be able to get to it, but somewhere where there's just more excitement and more people to go watch. Because I looked it up, one-way flights into Fargo, North Dakota, are going to run you about 500 bucks, no matter where you're coming from. So whether you're an athlete or a spectator, it's really difficult to get to this tournament. Um, it your, Y'all's opinion will be different on this, but I'm like, you know what? Like they got to move this. Am I crazy? And take it from the perspective of it's been there forever. Um, what, what do you guys think? Is it, am I crazy here? Do you think it should be moved? Or is there some nostalgia and some kind of rite of passage in it of being at the same place every year? I think,
2: I think the market is not necessarily what deters viewership. I think it's the exposure level and how how much somebody's willing to put that out there and and to educate people. That's the biggest thing is you have to understand how Greco or freestyle wrestling works and you, mm-hmm. you have to be able to kind of summarize those things to quickly be able to attract new viewership. Um, but I think the, the nostalgia of it being in Fargo and it being in the same location that it's predominantly been in drives what viewership you already have. So it's about building a, a bigger market share of viewership. Um, And I, I really think that only kind of comes from exposure
1: and being able to, to educate people on the sport. Chad, let me ask you this from an ultimate angle. Every year, the ultimate championships, are they, are they done at the same place or does it move around every year? They move around every year. Okay. However, I would say bring it to Vegas. Oh my god, Why not bring it to Vegas
0: and let people bet on this? Uh, you know, you're talking about exposure. What better way than to put some odds on some of these matches? Yes. Um, I know you and Uncle Mac are... Uncle Mac's a big betting guy. Yep. Um, if I was going to Vegas and the only thing going on at that time was badminton, I'd tell you right now, I would learn as much as possible about badminton to place a bet.
1: Well, that's where the U.S. Open's at, the Wrestling U.S. Open. Okay. So they've they've taken a page from there, but yeah, I'd love to see him in Vegas. I'd make a whole trip out of it. Exactly. Uh, My second suggestion is around uniforms. And this is the one that's really sacrilegious. True wrestlers love the singlet. Truthfully, I love the singlet as well. Um, I took pride in putting on my high school singlet. It was just, just part of being a wrestler. But I can see where it first deters young people from wanting to get involved in wrestling. Just the idea of being a, a very young boy and after to putting on that much little clothing and having to go compete, quasi fight somebody. It's kind of daunting. And then from outsiders, anytime I tell someone that I wrestled in high school, it's like, oh, oh well, did you wear that uh, this uh, the little you know onesie or whatever? I think they need to switch to something more, kind of, just kid friendly. They used to have these things called doublets. They were basically compression shirts and compression shorts that kids would wear. I take it a step further, keep the compression shirt and go kind of like swim trunks, kind of like MMA style. Um, That way, you know, as a kid, it's not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting like call what it is like half naked in front of a bunch of people. I don't know. I'm wearing, you know, a uniform I can be proud of. And, but still, you know, not going to affect the sport at all. Um, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that at all. Yeah, but. let
0: me ask you this. Um, the uniforms that they have right now, is there any advantage to wearing them?
1: The idea is that there, are, there's nothing you can grab onto. Okay, so geez. then
0: why not make it to where they just wear something on their lower half? Um, men. The
1: The idea is that you get too slippery. There's a sweat factor in wrestling to where if, if both guys are super sweaty, especially as you get to those upper weights, talk about the fatties, they get really sweaty and it's enti- it's impossible to grab onto anything and it just, it makes it impossible to wrestle. So that's, that's one of the big reasons why you can't go straight, uh, you know, no top.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I don't mind it. I mean, I would love to see, uh, more defined headgear yes. or something else, um, but yeah, I mean, definitely more options to where people feel comfortable actually wrestling. I can understand that 100%. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Last one. So this is this is another one that wrestling purists are going to hate to hear. But Fargo and really every, every major wrestling tournament has had the same old lady calling out bouts. Telling people which mat to go to, who you're wrestling, blah, blah, blah. Ever since I can remember.
2: Oh, dude, you can't change that lady. You can't. It's like this national spelling bee. Like, you know who that guy is
1: that's giving these words to those kids. I know. And it's it's one of those things that wrestling purists will hate to hear, but they should get a sexy girl to do that. It would be, it would make it more exciting to listen to, it would get people more excited about it. Like, just if you add sex appeal to anything, it's more exciting. But
2: here's the thing. It's not a ring girl. It's not someone who's, like, exposed to viewership. It's a voice. It's an iconic understanding of who is saying what. And it's just like the spelling bee. Like, that guy no one would look twice at in real life. But in the spelling bee, you know exactly who the fuck is reading those words to those kids. And, I mean, it's just – it's iconic. I mean, it's like the singlet to me, like – I think that's an iconic uniform. Like, it, there's nothing else like that anywhere mm-hmm. in any sport, and it's just something that I mean. It it's instantly recognizable. Like I said, it, it's about.
0: I get that that's expanding iconic.
2: Expanding exposure.
0: I, I mean, get. I get that you say the the singlet is that what it's called? Yep. It is iconic, but you could make the same argument for football back in the day with leather helmets. You have to have innovation. You have to have change. Yeah, but that's a a safety
1: feature. And that's where I'm coming from because... That's like changing the seatbelt. All the changes I I just mentioned, I would be really, really mad if they happened. But if if I took a step away and looked at the sport and its future, I could be able to say, you know what? That's good for the sport. And at the end of the day, that's what I want for wrestling. I want it to be a premier sport at some point. I definitely don't want it to die off. And that's kind of the gray area that wrestling's in right now. So I uh, appreciate you guys letting me talk about it and appreciate your input. Let's wrap this thing up. What do you say?
2: I, I said, let's get out of here. Let's take care of business. Uh, no BK in the building today. Yeah. So we were able to make things move a little bit smoothly. We went over, but BK always takes us over. So it's that's a good deal there. Uh, I want to thank our producer, Ballard, okay. for pushing buttons.
1: Yeah, no problem. It's a pleasure to host the podcast.
2: <laughs> my co host, Chad, thanks for being in here with us. Always. Talking sports. It's always a good time. Uh, BK, thanks for being sick, putting me back in my home in the coach's corner. I'm Coach Bean. This has been another Amateur hour on Sports Plus. It's been a good time. Fish is strong. We've made it to. Hey. We're grown men because we made it to 40. Mike Gundy said so. That guy is a mullet. This has been the Amateur Hour. That's going to be it for Boss. We're out of here. Peace.
1: This party is officially over. <laughs>